0: Hello Trash Crusaders, welcome to episode 14 of Save Trash Cinema, the podcast where exploitation and exploration come together. It is I, your humble host, your guide... Cinema, and your favorite dumpster boy, came and And I have to say that originally this was going to be a mini set, but during the process of putting this episode together, we felt that considering uh, condensing it to 30 minutes would be such a great disservice to one of the most outrageous examples of modern trash cinema to exist, as well as an audience submission, uh, none other than the dinosaur-infused Ninja Blade Swinging 2018 modern grindhouse film The Veloci-Pastor. But before we get into that, I'd like to take a moment to introduce you to my co-host on today's episode. First up, we have the man who coined the phrase, save it or can it. The expert on bears, boobs, and everything Boston. Spaghetti arms himself. Michael fucking Cochran. Michael, how are you today?
1: I'm fucking splendid. Um, Honestly... Right before this podcast, I went down into my garage and some family was just selling fake Indonesian jerseys out of their back seat, And I just bought one for 40 bucks. So, life's good right now.
0: Hell yeah. love to hear it. Now, rounding out the table today, you've heard his sultry voice on all of our minisodes. You've heard me praise his illustrious mustache time and time again. The only person ballsy enough to agree to officiate my wedding the one the only the most handsome of us all mr bennett thompson bennett how are you today
2: i am marvelous today came in as a matter of fact I took a prison grade dose of fantastic heroin and it is just now kicking in so i'm ready to tackle this episode you fucking love to hear but before
0: we tackle the episode let's do a little quick housekeeping we'd love it if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your podcast app of choice don't forget you can be on the show by submitting movie recommendations or by being a guest host by emailing us at SaveTrashCinema gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at SaveTrashCinema or on Instagram at SaveTrashCinema as well. Make sure to check out last week's absolutely unhinged trip through Toyland when we covered the 1992 horror classic, Demonic Toys. We'll be continuing to release minisodes, crossover episodes, and interviews periodically, so keep your eyes peeled for some exciting content coming down the pipeline. Also, We have a Discord server and are dishing out some some behind-the-scenes looks at how STC has put together sneak peeks at upcoming episodes, special family newbie night events, as well as just a really cool community of trash crusaders. So come on over and join us there as well. But enough about our housekeeping and enough about Bennett's mustache and Boston Mike's love of boobs. Let's not waste any more time fucking around. Let's do an overview of... The Pastor. The Velocipastor is <laughs> a 2018 action-adventure horror comedy written and directed by Brendan Steer. Brendan Steer is best known for The Velocipastor but has also released several shorts as well as other feature-length genre film called Animosity. The story goes as such. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. (laughs) At first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. The Vilsdarm's Greg Cohen, you might have seen him in the short film, The Legend of Long Ball Larry and Short Dick Harry. He's been literally nothing else of note, but I wanted to point out that one short (laughs) film because it has a fantastic name. Boy, does it. It definitely does. It also stars Alyssa Kempinski from HBO's The Deuce and Steer's Animosity, as well as Aurelio Voltaire from ABC's of Death and Reagitator, Revenge of the Parody. Honestly, I only included him here because his name is really fucking dope. The film runs for a beautiful hour and 15 minutes, and I can't believe I'm actually about to say this. The film has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 56 fucking percent. That's good. That's good. That is incredible for the films that we cover. Way too good.
2: Ridiculously high. That's uh, like I a just... percentage for every $1,000 of the movie's budget. That's fantastic.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely correct. I, and I shouldn't even have to say this, but at this point... Uh, guess what? The movie is currently streaming for free on Tubi. As well as on Amazon Prime Video and is purchasable in physical format for around $20. So there you go as well. But worth
1: every penny.
0: With the overview out of the way, why don't we take some time to discuss some initial thoughts? We will start with you, Bennett. If you want to go ahead and tell the audience what you thought, just rough about the Velocipaster.
2: Well, first things first, I want to make this very clear. I don't do prison grade doses of heroin anymore. So I thought this was one of the most fun times that I've ever had. We do this shit to have a good time, right? Anybody that escapes to film is looking for some type of emotional response. And largely, that's to have a good time, to have fun. I was side split with laughter. My face literally hurt 10 minutes in. I was telling Cayman and Jackie this 10 minutes in, my face is literally on fire from smiling so hard. I like to know that I'm going to get a good time. I'm going to dose you with spoilers in this episode. So if you want to know, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil this. It's a fantastic fucking good time. And I suggest you go watch it before I ruin every little one liner and funny moment in the movie, because it really is that good. I hope if you've seen it, you can enjoy this episode now, but I'm just going to end it with that because this movie was one of the most delightful experiences I've had since, well, dinosaurs. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Bennett. Thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. You essentially just did your savior canon at the beginning of the episode. No, don't I'm okay thank with me. That. Thank the mustache. I don't care if I'm hitting fast forward. I want people to know this is worth watching if you haven't seen it go watch it now. Come back and listen to the episode. This movie is fantastic roller coaster of fun. Love it. Mike. You yeah.
0: you came to us. You said oh, yeah. Cayman. I want to do Velocipastor. And I said Mike, we'll do Velocipastor eventually. Then we had an audience member who reached out and said, please, can you guys cover Velocipaster?" And I said, we'll cover it eventually. And guess what? Eventually came sooner rather than later. Mike, I know you love it. So tell us just your initial thoughts. Do you love it? Give it to us.
1: Yeah, I fucking love this movie. (laughs) Um, I would even say like, if you're listening, all the one-liners like we're not going to ruin it because like we can't do it justice. When you watch it, you're just like, what? It's it's so meta in like the best ways. It reminds me of, and this is very niche, but if you've seen it, you get it. It tries so hard to be bad on purpose that it does well. Kind of like the Japanese baseball team in that South Park episode. That's so good at being bad because they don't want to play baseball anymore <laughs> that they just purposefully are so good to be bad and lose. And that's like kind of how this movie is, that it's, it's not bad because it's bad. It's being bad on purpose, which makes it so good. It's fucking great.
0: All right. Yeah, I can't disagree with that point at all. For the rest of the audience who actually wants to hear about the movie itself, let's get the show on the road. Velocipaster, everyone. The Velocipista. Title card. Rated X by an all-Christian jury. What the hell is that? Cold open. A priest is talking about some biblical nonsense. He walks out of the church and sees his parents next to a car. They then explode. Special
2: effects not included in the final cut of the film. it it leaves it open for the imagination it literally gives you the the title screen of visual effects insert here like yeah you're supposed to absorb some of that emotional damage that is missing from what happens with digital media nowadays
1: yeah that was arguably the best scene is 90 (laughs) seconds into the movie it's it's just so funny
2: they do it three times too Three times they cut and edit and cut back to this scene where the car is supposed to be. And it just says VFX car on fire three times.
0: So to kind of give this a little bit of perspective to the audience, if you haven't seen the film, you should stop this episode right now and go watch it. It's just on watch TV. the
1: first 90 seconds and then yeah. come back. Cause everything else you can, you can get, but this, you, you, I don't know. You might not get it.
0: So the C it, it literally shows like an empty parking lot or like an empty street and it just has superimposed just like the lines like special effects put here of an exploding car it literally writes it out for the audience to be like okay so there were supposed to be spe- special effects here
2: and they weren't included in the final cut. what's funny is they do it later right there's a flashback to the scene where they at least put camera in front of the fire and then you see the stuff happening behind it so there's like Fire on screen, but clearly not a car on fire. It's a framing thing, but they don't bother to do that. In fact, I, again, I think it's the artistic choice to make this a joke and it, to shove it in your face three times. They really hammer it home. It's brilliant. Like you said, first 90 seconds, you're in. I, I kind of love that they do it, too,
0: specifically because like they're very much setting the precedent right off the bat. You literally just started this film. And they're like, yeah, this is it. This is an homage to the Grindhouse films. It's just, we didn't finish it. And uh, I love it. Now, the priest, or well, another priest, I might say, he walks out, he consoles the another younger priest. priest by telling him that, guess what? Parents die. That's what they do. He then tells him to travel where Stop God off. won't follow. And if he finds God, then. That's pretty cool. So he goes (laughs) to China.
2: China. Again, we only know that it's China because it's given to us in giant yellow font in the middle of the screen. But it sure does look like the backwoods of Pennsylvania to me. Oh, it's very much the backwoods of Pennsylvania. (laughs) I just love that they're
0: like, yeah, where do you not find God? Communist China.
2: China.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's very on the nose
2: and this guy with no possessions whatsoever just finds his way to china somehow he has no street sense whatsoever but all of a sudden he's deep in the thick of it in china sure got it
1: yeah he gets to china and back so fast
2: (laughs) it's Literally, literally at
0: this point we're we're like four minutes in the film which actually brings us to a little bit of trivia at the three minute and 57 minute mark during the opening credits, they include a Leica Come Home production, which is a spoof of the 1943 feature film Lassie Come Home, where a Russian dog Leica was uh, the first animal to orbit the Earth in a Soviet satellite. Bullshit. Nobody has no, been spent in space.
1: That, that did not happen.
0: You're saying that the Russians did not send a dog into space.
1: Yeah, I'm fucking saying that. No no way a dog went to space, let alone towards space and the Earth, and then came down and was like, oh, I'm a good boy. Bark, bark. Like, fuck
0: out of here. No, the dog definitely died in space.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, guys, but the dog definitely died in space. We it was know. probably a pug. <laughs> it was It was a Leica. It was a Leica. It was a Russian a- Shepherd. To be determined. <laughs> TBD. While frolicking through the woods, he sees the, the priest sees a body of a woman who's been shot through the chest with an arrow. She hands him a talisman and says, quote, destroy this or they'll follow you forever. But she says it in Chinese. So he doesn't understand what she's saying. She is, however, able to say dragon warrior in English, though. You knew that in English, perfectly clear. And then she dies.
1: Do we think because they do Chinese a few times in this movie? I instantly was like, "Is this Chinese?" I, I wondered. The I same can't. Thing. I can't. I can't fact check it.
2: This movie throws enough at the side from the side at you that you don't know. Like I, I bet you, if you did translate it, a, it maybe a different language and B, it probably translates into something that would just make absolutely critical sense that has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, she's telling him to destroy it, and he has no idea. He has no understanding while she's got an arrow through her chest. And uh, so begins the, well, first death on screen, and now the movie really starts to tell you, hey, this is what you're in for. It's true. The priest is then attacked by a ninja, and the talisman
0: cuts his hand. Cut to black. The priest awakens back at the church having a bad in America
1: journey. in America mind you wakes up in back Am- in America, yeah, yeah. Wakes up in America
2: just just like that no no idea how he got from China after burning his hand on a sacred totem and escaping the ninja who had just shot an arrow through a woman's chest from 50 yards at best and he just wakes up in in, in his clothes in, in America it's fine totally fine everything's fine
0: Spirit Airlines So he wakes up. He's having a bad dream. He apparently has nightmares about the talisman. He stumbles out of the church and runs into a prostitute. The camera, though, follows the prostitute, and she gets pimp slapped by, guess what, a pimp named Frankie Mermaid. Why do
2: they call him Frankie Mermaid, Cayman? I don't know. Why do they call him Frankie Mermaid, Bennett? It's because he's swimming in bitches. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nailed
0: it!
1: Now what's my name? Frankie Mermaid. And why is my name Frankie Mermaid? Wait, Speak up, girls. I'm gonna give you the fucking boot! Cause you're swimming in bitches. You goddamn right. Frankie Mermaid's the fucking best. One of the he best. nailed it
2: too. He One really did. Like out of nowhere, game just game. completely bitch slap her and go straight into saying, "You don't get to tell me what to do." I think is what it was. And it's like she she didn't she. She barely said anything other than "Where do you want me to hook?" Apparently, he wanted her to hook
0: in the park.
2: In the park, that's the place to be. That's because the money she maker. tells
0: them she's going to, and I quote, "Trick in the park." And now I've never purchased a
2: prostitute myself. Bullshit. And <laughs> You're we're live on air. You don't have to do this. You can edit and post, but tell everybody about your prostitute story. Okay, we only have so much time. Let's go. We
0: don't. We don't have time to talk about that. I, I will say though, like what the fuck does trick in the park mean? Like well, what does trick mean? Like it's like turning tricks, tricks for treats. Is that what Wait, this you, means?
1: You, you said tricking means like hooking. It means prostituting. You're, you're trying to so understand that tricking,
2: where tricking it came all the it it, from. Have you it, never watched treats? Law and Order SVU? Cayman. No. Trick Daddy? I, 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 I trick daddy.
0: So he's a pro trick daddy's a prostitute? No, he's no, the I, trick I, daddy, he's the pimp. Oh, hey, man, day one shit. (laughs) Well, that opens a lot of doors and answers a lot of questions. We cut tonight and the priest is like running through the woods. But he's something's happening to him, guys. He's turning into something. We see the prostitute again and she's being robbed by a mugger. He's then attacked by something. What could it be?
2: Well, let me tell you what it be. It's probably that money that's been falling around that the, the sweet tricks in the park because apparently this is the place to be, right? Am I right? I don't see You're- any action in this park except for a mugger who, guess what, is attacked
0: by the motherfucking Velocipaster.
2: The intro to this just absolutely fantastic moment is so fantastic. <laughs> the- She's terrified of this guy that's getting that's attacking her, but he wants her money. She says, it's elsewhere, I don't keep the money. And she's less afraid of him than she is of the pimp. But then you just see flashes, gunshot flashes. I counted 15 shots from what looks to be an airsoft BB gun. 15 shots that blast light and sound into the air. While all you see is the flashes of dinosaur eyes, teeth, blood, etc., Surely, surely, this guy has been torn to shreds, right?
0: Mike, are they torn to shreds?
1: Um, you know, some would say that; others would say that it's just kind of there. He's kind of okay. He kind He's of looks fine. Bad. He's walking fine.
2: He even still has
0: gun
1: ammo in the clip.
0: I don't know what was
1: in it's, that but clip, it's, but it's, it's up it. for interpretation. It's art.
0: It's sure. not up for interpretation because you guys apparently missed the part where Velocipaster literally bites the The torso from the waist up and just rips him into two different pieces. I think oh, we was, might was, have been watching this, the different movies, guys. No, I was waiting for you
1: to get there because he fights him a little bit and then it comes back and then it's just all the Velociraptor and then he looks at him down the barrel of the gun because he hasn't been attacked apparently the whole time and then he gets fucked up. But he also has this awesome line, by the way, with her that I want to mention. He's like, uh, give me the money, blah, blah, She's like, I gotta go. It's with my pim, whatever. Um he, he's like, bring me to bring me to it. She's like, he'll kill me. And he goes, That makes two of us. What? Wait, wait it's minute, like, like that doesn't make sense. It's like, so okay, bring me there so you. I can die too.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, for someone who's depressed like myself, doesn't sound like a bad uh bad option there. The priest awakens again, this time in a very different room. In walks the prostitute. She says her name is Carol. He thinks they had sex.
2: Last night was amazing.
0: What are
1: you talking about?
2: The time you turned into a dinosaur and ate someone. What? But
0: right. she then informs him that, nah, they didn't.
2: But it's a, but it's a good lead up to. This is a standard cliche scene, right? This is in every rom-com. This is even in tons of horror movies where I woke up blacked out, didn't know what happened, and I'm with a woman that I wouldn't normally be with. Oh, I probably had sex. So that scene has been done a thousand times, and I still say this is one of the best ways this has ever been done. She literally said, was it your first time? Yeah, I I was so scared and nervous. I think I peed myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry this scene is so fantastic
0: so i have to ask both of you and we're just going to be very honest with the audience right now have you ever blacked out woke up in bed with another person and had like a moment like this before yeah i've I've blacked
1: out woke up with a bed in, in i mean well with a bed in my person with a person in my bed i was even more scared
2: yeah i mean it's called adulting if you haven't been down that road by now. Are you really living life? One of the last times I
0: blacked out, I uh, I blacked out and uh, I woke up the next morning on a, a random couch, and there were two two girls in the, the the living room, and I was on their couch. I woke up and I was like, w- "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" I
2: have no clue where the fuck I am. And you thought you I- had sex with both of the girls? No,
0: not at all. Because <sighs> I woke up fully clothed, and like I'm, you know. Like, we're, we're adults here. We can, we can say it's difficult to have sex with all your clothes on.
2: if you do it anyway.
0: And I woke up, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they, like, walk around, and they're like, are you – it's okay. You're safe. And I was like, never fucking open with the line, you're safe, to a person who has no idea where they are. I legitimately thought the world had ended, and I woke up and, like, someone had saved my life, and we're in the fucking apocalypse.
2: Where were you, Ohio?
0: No, it was just this very nice lesbian couple who were like, Hey, you needed a, a place to sleep. So we took you in. They were very polite. They were like, They gave me a cup of coffee and we're like, It's okay. Like, you can hang out as long as you need to Like, recalibrate everything. And then kind of explain the night to me. They're like, Basically, like, Hey, you were throwing up all over the place. We're all oh. here hanging out. And they're like, We just let you sleep on the couch. Here's some coffee. Do you want some cereal or oatmeal or grits? And I was like, I just. I'm gonna throw up in like three minutes. <laughs> what was so it, Cayman? What did it in? Was it Miller High Life? Was it Zima? I did was I was at a brewery that night, I think, from what I was told, and apparently I just drank way too much and mixed a lot of stuff I shouldn't have mixed, and so, so this happened. Very g- good people, good people. You know, you know, it's a sad thing. I don't remember anyone's name.
2: They were just great hosts. They took care of me, So probably like you know.
1: ter- probably like Tara and
2: Jill. So that's some actually of the best both. memories or the memories we don't have.
1: But uh, but since since we're in the trust tree here, I I uh, in college I had uh, I had sex. Not to brag, um, I had sex with this girl. <laughs> I like that's a brag. So, well, it's not going to be after the rest of the sentence. So I had sex with this girl, <laughs> and then and then like the next month. <laughs> So she decided after she had sex with me, she was like, yeah, this,
2: this ain't it. This is, this uh, is you, okay. you can take it the whole other way. Like it'll never be better than that.
1: No, I actually, I actually hit my head on the handlebars on the beds. Cause it's like debunk bunk beds. And then I started bleeding on her and we turned the lights and I I had my chin blood all over the bed. So it was, it. it she was like, this, this isn't working anymore. I'm just going to go for it. Ah!
0: Oh, boy. All right. So, guess what? Um, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the That's Carol... That's a fact. Return. Carol informs him that, no, they didn't have sex. The, he turned into a dinosaur and ate someone.
2: Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's something something he doesn't remember. No, the, the, the priest, the, the, he refuses to accept his new reality. So, Carol takes her to the woods to show him the body. Uh, unfortunately, the priest's clothes were destroyed or something, so... He has to wear a Velma costume from (laughs) Scooby-Doo in the woods. How do we get past this moment?
2: It's the entire wardrobe right here in a nutshell, right? They literally, somebody was sent to Halloween Express with a $100 budget. And they bought three ninja suits, two priest outfits, and a Velma costume. And that was the budget for the wardrobe for this movie. So they had to use it. He's got his dick tucked in in the middle of the woods that coincidentally look just like China. But he's got the velvet costume in the woods with his dick tucked in, and she takes him to the body. Again, he doesn't believe her. She says, I'll take you to the body. He says, let's go. Like, this is not in character, but he wants to go see this body. She counts 432 steps in the woods to get to the body. This movie is filled with tiny little pebbles of detail that are so horrifically hilarious that you just won't pick it up the first time. Littered the whole time you're sitting here watching this guy with his junk hanging out of a Velma costume that barely fits frolicking in the woods. There's no better way to describe his running away style because she jumps immediately to trying to convince him that he can now become essentially a superhero. Like she goes from saying, I know you don't believe me. She, I know, you know now that I'm a whore, but you could really turn this into good. You could start killing people and do good with it. Like, wait, that's a leap. And he's listening. Because she tells him, that's the best thing you could have ever done. And all you priests do is talk about doing good. Now you can actually do some good. So what are you going to do, pastor?
1: Yeah, what are you going to do? Go back to the church with the little boys or eat these ninjas from China?
0: There is a point in the film later, which I kind of skimmed over because it wasn't worth bringing up. But now it seems apropos where the other priest does tell him later, like, he's like, hey, look, if you're gay, there's
2: a lot of gay dudes in the church. And there's a lot of of sugar sprinkling from that priest, too. He keeps asking him to drink more wine and pushing it down his throat. He gives him one of the most awkward hugs in all of filmdom. There's definitely some hints from that priest that he's leaning more towards that part of the totem. It's fine. Uh, A little bit of
0: trivia, though. Uh, After filming and before developing said film, uh, the film was actually put into an oven and baked at 200 degrees Fahrenheit for 10 minutes. Uh, so it could achieve an aged look,
2: which is dedication to the craft. I, yeah. um, Does it really translate? I mean, cause it's, it looks really clean and crisp for most of the... There's some really terrible editing. So much of the identity of this movie is the way these scenes cut between each other, whether they're fade cuts or blip cuts. There's some horrifically awful and fantastic because it's intentional. Zooms, hard zooms, zooms ins and outs. I had to ask, was this move this? Felt like, especially knowing the budget was so low, that this may have been one of those movies that was actually done on like an iPhone. Like they advertised that you could kind of do this sort of thing. So I wondered if that may have been the case with this movie because of the way that they cut. I digress.
0: No, no, no. There's definitely, and we'll get to a little bit more um, kind of about some of the stuff they did to get the film to look the way it is. But it definitely has the age to look that you're looking for from like a 70s film. Not sure, don't get me wrong. There are films that have been restored in like 4k that look incredible. Um, this is one of those movies
2: that like, they definitely added that. I think it looks good. It, I, it really I, does. It looks good. I, I, I don't think I'd ever think it was from the seventies, but it's, t- it's a derivative of that tone. But it, it's clear. It, it doesn't feel like it's it's grainy or washed out or damaged like that. But it definitely has an aged tone to it. I still feel like you could have done that with a program just as well than actually baking it in an oven at two hundred degrees in the hopes that you know maybe your oven fails. But kudos because it does work.
1: Yeah, I once again I'm just gonna say cap. I don't know bullshit. I'm just gonna say that you know, <laughs> film film is like what? Pretty sure film's flammable. Maybe the one nowadays definitely isn't, but. I don't know man. I don't think you can put anything that you want to use technology wise into an oven and it's going to come out better on the way out.
0: I don't know. I like it. The the priest says he can't kill anymore, but Carol tries to convince him otherwise. So he flees and runs back to the church
2: for confession. Gallops. And how does he change? When does he change into his dollar store priest room? I, at this point doesn't matter how he no, changes. Goodness. It's just these are the things. Exactly.
0: Do you know why it doesn't matter? Because guess what, someone's waiting in the booth. And who's waiting waiting in the booth? Frankie Frankie fucking fucking mermaid. mermaid.
2: Now what's my name? Frankie mermaid.
0: Obviously, as you know, he's the pimp from before. During confession, during confession, Frankie confesses that he killed. An old couple outside
2: of the church, oh, he confesses and a kid. A lot more than that. And he confesses Yeah, I
1: killed a kid last
2: week. I, I took this I, candy threw a lady from the baby, then I had to throw him into the river because you know didn't want him to snitch. Like,
1: how long has it been since your last confession?
0: Oh, it's been
1: about two years. I do drugs, sell drugs, uh, murder people.
0: Now, oh, oh, I killed this old couple once. <laughs> now this old couple. Guess what? Quick twist for you. Is the priest's parents? So he turns back in to Velosa Pastor and attacks Frankie Mermaid, tearing his just throat his open. Just his hands change, but before he can kill him, Frankie Mermaid confesses that he was ordered to do so. And honestly, like uh-huh. it's never touched again. Who ordered him? Like <laughs> we don't really find this out at all. But it's it just- goes to
2: the top. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me.
0: No one knows. Like, why did the parents get... No one knows. No one knows. Anyone care? At this point, not fucking at all. Guess what? You know who it was?
1: China. China.
0: China. China. very clear. The priest shows back up at Carol's house to talk about how they can make plans and rules on how Pastor can kill people. Gotta be rules. But still be cool with Jesus. Gotta be They rules. eventually decide to only kill bad people,
2: and then they high-five. <laughs> it's it's so awkward they they are starting to develop this chemistry she's definitely seeing him as her her saving grace her angel right and she herself was called an angel on the streets when she gave a, a beggar on the streets some of her, her hooker money. And he called her an angel at that point. So these two angels coming together with the sunlit window behind them. And it looks like they just might cross that boundary and lock lips. And she gives them a nice little compliment. and He just looks at her and then they slap the goofiest of high fives. It is so on message. With this movie, the way that they develop these people—if—if if you liked Napoleon Dynamite and that kind of awkwardness of not really being in the real world the same way most people are, there's that that kind of comedy and tone to it. There's definitely a little bit of that Napoleon Dynamite. Right?
0: Then there's a montage—a montage, a montage <laughs> of working out,
2: montage. hanging out,
0: dude, and dude, dinosaurs so- eating people.
1: It's so good. Is this is this the same montage that they have like their own little Rocky one? And it's like flicker between their faces and stuff. So I know that like a lot of the editing is like really bad. I thought this scene fucking ruled. No, like I thought it was just. I thought it was just good. It was good music. I I can't really describe it because you're you're not looking at it right now and this is audio. But it's fucking sick. Like I really I'm like actually
2: it. looking at it. It's funny that it's actually right on the screen right now. They just high fived and it's cutting to this. It's, the- it's 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 comic cuts, right? So you get the the big wide thick cuts where you can have like three things on screen they're kind of flirty she's kind of learning about religion he's teaching her about the talisman that burned his hand and jesus pops up in a stained glass window and it's just this the montage that you know standard cliche montage but in their tone working out and just over the top with the, the music and everything it's just perfect perfect
0: the music, I have to say, the music in this movie is honestly fucking great. Top of to like my man. man. I would say nine times out of ten, like when a song came on, like I immediately knew the song and was like, this song fucks. This song fucks man. I fuck with this movie. Now back in China, China, a ninja drug cartel <laughs> discusses the dragon warrior. Then they laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we next see the old priest looking disapprovingly of the dinosaur priest while he's hanging out with Carol. Later he comes in and chastises Veloasa Pastor about hanging out with girls, and so Velasassa Pastor tells him he's a dinosaur. And the old priest says, he out. should be exercised of the demons inhabiting his body. We rules. We have rules he, he then locks him in his room. Just Later, the old priest takes pastor to a voodoo hoodoo shop. While the dinosaur priest sells the voodoo guy his till, the old priest has a flashback. Flashback, flashback,
2: flashback, 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 flashback
0: to the Vietnam
2: War. Not since the war. How did we get to war in this movie? <laughs>
0: You're asking questions that don't need to be answered.
2: Two people that obviously took different spiritual paths to to completely different spectrums, one seeking the dark arts and one seeking the godly, saintly way. The old priest and his buddy are talking, and his buddy gets a hole
0: blown through his chest.
2: Oh, Ali was great, though. For, For the two and a half minutes that you get this character on screen, he gives you every moment of goodness. Uh... I won't ruin even that scene because it is that damn good. But Cayman ruined it for you because he gets a bullet shot through his chest. Again, these guys are crack shots when they want to be. Stormtrooper aim don't happen. Now, once uh
0: once the bullet hole goes through his chest, we then cut a little bit further into the future. Still and in Vietnam. The, the old the old priest, he's hanging out. With a couple other buddies. And his his Halloween Express $10 army fatigues. There's a dude wearing Vans. <laughs> and what ends up happening is he sees the love of his life, the girl he's going to marry, Literally. and she comes running to him.
2: Literally. Apparently,
0: she's flown to Vietnam. Somehow. And she comes running across and then steps on a landmine and blows the fuck
2: up. Soup. Covered in blood. Soup. End of flashback. Oh, but it's uh, no, not end of flashback. (laughs) The rest of his army squadron gets a few good one-liners in there, too. (laughs) She literally does turn to soup. And one of the guys says, I don't know. There's much we can do for her. She's too far gone. Like (laughs) There's not even a fingernail left.
0: (laughs) And then we cut the flashback. Now, I do want to point out a little bit of trivia. During the flashback war sequence featuring Father Stewart, who's the old priest, a quote on the shed behind him reads, quote, The world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. Who knows uh, that is a quote from the Black Sabbath song, Heaven and Hell. <sighs> now, back in the voodoo hoodoo shop, they do some fun stuff with tarot cards. And then Velocipastor. Tarot? tarot? Fuck you. Velocipastor David. turns into his beastly form and rips out the old priest's eye. And escapes into the woods, where
2: he is then attacked by ninjas. A few ninjas in, in $10 worth of Halloween Express ninja outfits. And, and the robes that they've had on their faces, the, the mask coverings, look to be a, a bundle of white t-shirts that had the sleeves cut off, if I'm not mistaken. It certainly looks like they weren't purpose-made to be masks around their face. But this ninja scene is fantastic because, again... They introduce characters at at 90 second blips that make you think they're going to be important. And then that blip is over and they make it very clear to just let it go. And this ninja scene has one of, again, the best. It's such a tone for this movie that they continue to set in the perfect ways. Like I said about Napoleon Dynamite, think Family Guy. It's not very Family Guy tone at all, but Family Guy has a tone that's very distinctive and has been copied over and over. This movie has such a uniqueness to its, its own insecurities and knowing what it is and the budget that it's on that just keeps slapping itself in the face and gives you everything they got. It's Mel Brooks if you want to play that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, nothing's purpose-built in this, in this movie. There weren't fucking Nike Dunks and, like, Skechers <laughs> under their ninja stuff.
0: I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing some Air Force Ones, but that's just me. Though Velocipastor is attacked by ninjas, doesn't matter much, because guess what? Velocipastor eats all of them. All of them. Now... Dino Priest then shows back up at Carol's house. Mm -mm. And guess what happens? Brown chicken, brown cow. Just like Bennett did with his mouth. They all fuck.
2: It was mostly the mustache. Fuck a lot. Do they? Because what we do see is hand play. It's another fantastic montage in the same scope of when they were first I think you're you're
1: asking too many questions. You're getting into the weeds of a $35,000 movie that's an hour long about a man who fucking was a pastor and then became a velociraptor that's with with a plastic mold on his head that he found in Toys R Us and then purpose built a body into it so i just i don't so, know if they're So trying did he get laid? Us, yeah, he had he like, definitely got laid. cuz he's not he late or is this anymore.
2: like does this define to him as like, I've succeeded with women that they have hand play? because the scene itself is cut in that montage fashion. And the longest part of that scene is just literally a zoom in shot of them fingering each other's palms like it's it's awkward and weird, but that's what we get. And again, I think you're probably right, Mike. They're inferring that this is what happened. That there's also part of me that just wants to believe that that's as far as it went. You know,
0: I will say I do want to point out that there is a couple times during the montage where they set up that it is like the Jesus, or is it Jesus God, David God? You know, that that old photo well, that someone wrote on a like painted on a goddamn ceiling of a fucking building da vinci Vinci, leonardo da vinci the fuck da vinci he's been dead for a few thousand years suck my balls what what i'm saying is that
1: code was easy to break
2: (laughs) we figured that one out yeah
0: fucking if fucking tom hanks can figure it out anyone can figure it out the next morning the couple is attacked by ninjas on one of the ninjas velocipast
2: pastor finds a christian cross
0: Mm.
2: We wait cut a minute to the- wait a minute wait a minute wait just a fucking minute came and they took out what ninjas who took yes. out ninjas both of them carol and Velocipastor. the
0: hooker and the pastor yeah she's fucking dope as took shit out, took out four trained ninjas yeah because guess what Because ninjas suck just,
2: just want to get that. You're out there. asking. Okay, hold on. You're. I'm asking not asking much. I'm. I just no, want you're to asking. Very no. clear about what this movie is trying to say. This movie, a priest with no MMA experience and a hooker with no street smarts. They both. I'm oh, sorry. A hooker up. with
0: no street smarts. Jumping? she has all the street smarts. She's street smarts, she's but she's not going to be able to
2: take out four hookers on her own, or even three and a half with a half of the priest. They just destroy these four ninjas. Destroy them. Yeah,
1: but he also becomes um, a dinosaur. So, like, why can't they but
2: just
0: here? You know, I think you're he's underestimating a, Carol. He's the dragon warrior. He's the dragon fucking warrior. You, you could both be correct. I stand. I stand defeated. You should stand defeated. You should kneel. With <laughs> these balls, we cut to the ninja hideout where the old priest is hanging out. Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. With the ninja drug cartel leader, the leader is named Father Wei Chan. And his ninjas are part of the Knights of Templar or or something.
2: Something they they sell They're drugs, a perfect shipment of cocaine.
0: Hold on, you're cutting me off while I'm trying to explain to the audience <laughs> why ninjas are attacking America. Okay. They sell drugs, okay? So that they is- can get the populace addicted to said drugs mm-hmm. so that when they cut off the supply, then- the addicts will then turn to Christian-led health clinics. <gasps> So then they can be converted to being Christians. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if that's some shit that like didn't happen in day to day life,
2: especially by, like some Scientology or something. I don't shit. Want to feel like a conspiracy guy. That feels confirmed. No.
0: Yes, you're right, because this is edutainment, as we've
1: always
0: that's discussed.
1: That is the stupidest plan a drug dealer has ever had let's get our people so addicted to drugs and then not sell them more drugs and give them to god yeah a drug way, dealer I,
2: first you're assuming drug dealer first Cayman is assuming saintlyhood first this this god driven this is what i have to do for the good of the world first well and through well, through god, all, well through
1: god all things are possible and Fair. this drug dealer could take over the world via drugs so
0: that's i think the ploy here the old priest objects and then is stabbed to death with an arrow for being a quote unquote infidel. Fair. Anarch. Velocipastor and Carol then embark to the ninja hideout to stop their evil plans because off-screen, one of the ninjas had apparently told them where it was located. Mm-hmm. This is explained to us via a narration by Pastor himself. Now, before anyone jumps in, I do want to talk a little bit more about how this film got the look that it got. Now, most of the scratches on the film were achieved by Brendan Steer himself, and this was done via dragging the unprocessed film along surfaces in the bathroom. Uh, The only room in his apartment with no windows, and therefore dark enough to not expose the raw film to any sunlight, which could potentially ruin the film. I'm, I just I want to go back to the point that like there is like this movie was made with this
2: craft thinking mind like Brendan Steer is God Among Men. Well, in the movie itself, right? I mean, Mike, you know a little bit more about this. How did the movie itself come to be like we're sitting here talking about that? He's using this bare bones budget to scrape the film on the ground of his darkest the only dark room in his apartment. But how did we even get to this point?
1: Yeah, basically this dude, what was his name? Brendan? Brandon Brendan. Steer. Brendan yeah. Steer. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was going to film school. Poor name I've never heard he, one. He he was typing Velociraptor on his phone and autocorrected to Velocipaster. How? And he thought that was really funny and thought that that could be like a title of a of a movie one day. So then he basically just made a trailer, like just <laughs> like made just made a trailer and, of this movie. And I'm pretty sure it goes, like there's like this one part, it goes. And I became of laws of And like, that's kind of like the crux of it. And it got like 45,000 views. And so he basically was like, oh, that could be something. And that was in like 2010. And then virtually like years and years and years and years went by. And then he just eventually like found some dude who was able to give him money and he got 35K. And then he made the movie in like 2016. It came out in 2018. So he basically made a trailer and then eventually, like, for a class, and then basically made the movie off of a trailer that he thought was kind of funny from an autocorrection. And here we are today.
2: He had more views than dollars for the budget. That's insane. And it shows.
0: It's beautiful. It's a beautiful film.
2: Now, arriving
0: at the ninja compound, Velocipaster finds out that Father Wei Chan's right-hand man, the one that laughed a lot, is actually... (gasps) his brother brother hell yeah brother If i had another beer i'd beer crack at that moment too but i and, unfortunately i brought two beers in the room with me before we started recording
1: and you know what they totally ripped off or inspiration i'll say is um you remember at austin powers when he finds out that dr evil is his brother and they mm. does all the flashbacks and it's like my my little swedish mother when we were in the car and it blew up and it's like them in the back seat, and then it does the back seat again, and it's not him it by himself, it's Dr. Evils next to him, and all of his thoughts when he was a kid, he just replays them, but his brother's
0: there. That's exactly what happens in this movie. Yep. So it's like like bit by bit. I love it. The two brothers then have a kung fu standoff while Carol fights off about seven other ninjas. Badass. As his brother goes to stab his katana, VelociPastor inexplicably summons the force. Right? Then pulls the sword to himself. He's a Jedi and now. And then stabs his brother in the gut, killing him. Yep. Fuck yeah! yeah. We're all beer cracking today, guys. Now, Carol, on the other hand, she has to fight a giant. A literally, like, eight foot tall motherfucker. Yeah, this dude is score. definitely
2: on, like, the the... The D-level pro wrestling circuit. Oh, yeah. He's definitely an amateur wrestler.
0: He takes his sword, and he slices her open with one Swiss swipe Just to the like chest. That. All of the ninjas stand around crying over Velocipastor while he is consoling his hooker doctor lawyer lover, <laughs> who's dying. The death enrages Velocipaster. And he turns into his beastly form, then proceeds to attack all the ninjas.
2: He- this is now in broad daylight. This is the first time we've seen full-on Velocipastor, not just his hands, but full-on Velocipaster in broad daylight in the middle of a field at, at this dojo, I suppose, in what looks to be, again, the woods of western Pennsylvania. But full-on Again, whatever the budget was for the dinosaur, it was exceedingly low, and it was supposed to be shown that way. It's just brilliant. This is like if someone said they went to the Jim Henson School of Puppeteering for, like, camp weekend, and then they just rang the quitters bell after day one. Like, this is so awful, but it's supposed to be awful.
1: Yeah, he has a fetus coming out of his neck, and that's (laughs) that's, that's him standing in the makeshift uh dinosaur outfit. He really if, nerd alert out there. He basically looks like Gururumon. I'm pretty sure is the name from Digimon, like pr- pretty much what it is. Nerd
0: alert. Yeah, he 100% looks like <laughs> Gururumon. That's an incredible that's an incredible call and I love that. Thank you. <laughs> he dismembers. He tail swipes and he uses his little arms to scratch. And ultimately the dinosaur handles them all before being shot in the leg with an arrow by Father Way. Which turns him back into his human form. That's easy. Fatherway Chan. <sighs> then ex- exposition dumps about how he made an anti-venom to convert dragon warriors to their human forms. And then how he killed all of them. The Le- Velocipaster uses his last bit of strength to turn his hands back into Dino hands. And then rips Fatherway's head off.
2: Boop! Just comes right off. Just nice and clean. But not the most convincing head I've ever seen in cinema. But not the least convincing. Huh? So Maybe the least convincing. <laughs> this is again the budget that they spent at Halloween Express, they had to have used a coupon. This thing could not have cost five dollars. The head on this Well mannequin they took well
1: they took a mannequin from Halloween Express. They, they, for they, stole it. they went it. there, they went there and they're like, I'll take the lot, like Harry Potter when the fucking train tall comes by he's like i'll take I'm it
2: off. a thousand percent certain i don't even have to guess that this is the same head that popped off during the initial park scene where we finally first see Velocipaster. pastor but this is only differentiated by the fantastic eyebrows that have been pasted onto the thing to give it that truly unique oriental look so you know it was the sensei that, whose head the came off it's eyebrows, Bennett? eyebrows?
1: Bennett's coming at this movie like he's like he's some French dude in cans, being like, "Oh, you oh, you see, you see, oh. see where this went
2: wrong." <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's supposed to be like they want you to know this is supposed to look cheap. They didn't try to get somebody to even do like a paper mache half assed look. They literally went for the cheap look for more comic relief. It's fantastic.
0: It, this is not only eyebrows pasted onto a mannequin who has eyeshadow. They also pasted a mustache on him as well, which that mustache, I will say, Bennett, gives you a run for the money.
2: Be careful. You
1: know what what they purposely didn't do, I bet, too, is they could have made the mannequin very racist, too, and they were like, we'll just get the generic, just blank person, and, you know, that's
0: it. Which I appreciate (laughs) that they did that, because I feel like in this episode... We've been offensive enough. Velocipaster then realizes that he forgot about the dying Carol, oh, or yeah. apparently not actually dead Carol, yeah. and then runs off. Really hard we to c- kill people when they don't want to die in this movie. We cut to a hospital where a doctor tells him <laughs> Carol will be
2: fine. She's gonna sits in the waiting room with the priest. Grabs the ashtray in the waiting room, digs through with his fingers to find the best quarter cigarette left, goes ahead and sparks that bad boy. Like, again, where does this come from? If you're not paying attention, it's not anything to you, but that's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. I swear to God.
1: Yeah, also, I'm pretty sure, like, you were supposed to smoke in, in hospitals I- even when you could smoke right. anywhere, but it's also 2018, like, you just,
0: you can't smoke anywhere. I can't. Anywhere. <laughs> I kind of love it because it definitely looks like that. They shot the scene inside of like a pediatrician's office. I thought <laughs> it the, like the pediatrician office. was just like, oh, I mean, fuck. Even if it's a dentist's office, they're like, yeah, it's totally fine. You can light up a cigarette in here. We don't give a shit, which I love. Uh runs off to see Carol. And guess what, guys? She's fine. She's totally fine. fine. And when I say she's oh, fine, yeah. the screen even comes up in giant bold yellow letters and in says you
2: didn't know. She's, She's fine.
1: Crying. An homage to Quentin Tarantino is what they're doing with all the lettering. I love it. Well, it's not and even a homage. Tarantino
2: himself yeah. is an homage, so That is true. You
1: know, you know where this movie did drop the ball, though. I thought they were gonna. I thought she totally was gonna say, "I'm pregnant," and they were gonna I thought so like a dinosaur oh, man, baby, man. and then it was gonna yeah. end with them like holding like a, a dinosaur stuffed
0: animal, like,
2: walking.
0: <laughs> missed, missed opportunity there. Now we then cut. And we see Velocipaster and Carol talking about what they're going to do next. And there's a billion dollar bounty on Velocipaster's head.
2: Billion, with a B.
0: And he says he'll do
2: what he does best. Roll credits! Roll credits. And badass and credits. Go go
1: Velocipaster.
2: <laughs> Alright, well... Unfortunately,
0: there's not much trivia to dissect at this point in the film. No, view... no, no, no.
1: I, I have, I, I actually had one here. Let me. Let me here fuck go. yeah,
0: pull it up then.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so one of uh, the the Velociraptor they used in this movie was actually used in another movie uh, that you may have Jurassic seen. Jurassic Park. Starring, yeah, starring, clearly. Cr- nope, starring Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. Which of the di- uh, Which of the Velociraptors? um that he cl- clicks on and becomes friends with was this one
0: was it blue it was blue because that was the only name that that's i remember, the only one I so got. that's correct well we've come to the end of the episode thank you guys for letting us indulge our grievances indulge our love and so we come to final thoughts now i'm going to start with with mike here mike as we do with every episode, as you can as you came up with the name for. Sure did. Final thoughts. Save it or can it?
1: Save it. Uh, this movie rules. It's in that really awesome joke universe of the Velociraptors, the Lamageddons, the Sharknadoes. Um, there's gotta be another one I'm missing out here. But those type of movies, anytime you can just make some killer animal, it always hits. So this thing rules. All right. And it's free. It's fucking free. And Tubi uh sponsored this episode for us to tell you that it's free. And you <laughs> should you should download it, you should create an account, you should then make a fake email and create another account for
0: Tubi and download it again. I agree for free it final thoughts: Save it or can it?
2: I showed my hand at the beginning of this episode. It's an obvious save for me. I I think what makes this so much better than the movies Mike mentioned, like the Sharknado's five headed shark attack, Lamageddon, is that there isn't any digital at all. The the insert of the graphics that say visual effects should be here, um, the, just the lack of that. And the awareness of the lack of that, they're not trying to force feed a tiny budget of what they might be able to do with digital effects from some kid in his garage. They just want to make a funny film that has a tone and a vibe to it that really carries from beginning of the movie to the last scene in the credits. It's it's top to bottom what I want from film entertainment when I want to just have fun. And this movie is exactly that. It is pure fucking fun. It is a meme from beginning to end. It is filled with tiny little bits and pieces, one-liners, and the the awkwardness and the camera angles and the the switch cuts. There's so much nuance to this comedy and so many little bits and pieces. That's why I say Mo Brooks. There's so much that happens that if you're not paying attention to why it's so fucking clever, you'll just miss it. And I'm on my third watched in just this week alone. And there's still things that I'm catching. This movie fucks and it's fantastic. And I suggest it highly. And it's absolutely the definition of trash cinema. This movie is made on a budget, not afraid to say that it is not afraid to show that it is does. So the entire film, this is the premium of trash cinema. And I promise your face will hurt by the end of it. I
0: don't disagree with either of you. I think, it's important to point out. So for my portion of this, I'm also saving. And I think it's important to point out. Oh, thank God. That there are a lot of films that like to be homages to like the grindhouse days where we would get shit like Mm -hmm. this, but it wasn't like a joke. It was serious film work. And this movie, the way that it handles it, like, they lean into it. And it's not easy to lean into to doing that. Like, look, I've watched a lot of modern Grindhouse films that are shit. They just are. Yeah. And this movie is one that... It's one of the rare examples where you have a film that leans into it, but does it, like, just well enough where it's, like... It's just so on the nose that you, you understand what you're getting. And the way that they do it, like, it just works really fucking well. Like, it, it's... They they get what they're doing. The... Brendan Steer knows how to approach a film. He knows how to handle that. And, like, you can t- definitely tell that there's a love there of, like, the grindhouse genre when he made it. And a lot of these films, like, that you do have, and y- and you've got shit that's, like, high-budget, like... Uh, fucking, uh, Quentin Tarantino, like we mentioned earlier, who who does films like this, like you have got like Grindhouse with Rodriguez and Tarantino, um, doing their respective Planet Terror and and uh, Death Proof, and I as much as I love those films, like this, I think embodies it even more, like the super low budget, mm-hmm. they're doing something really weird and it works, man. When we watched it, I was like just laughing out loud. Obviously, I bought myself a copy as well. Like it's just such a fun fucking movie and it's a great goddamn time. And I can't, I can't recommend (laughs) it enough. Like it's fantastic.
1: All right. I want to put us, I'm going to put everybody on the spot here real quick Um, for the last like maybe five, 10 minutes here. I know that nobody was prepared for this. We probably won't have another dinosaur movie. I think in this, in this podcast world, I want to hear our top three dinosaurs off your off the top of your head i'll start off because i'm a gentleman um allosaurus favorite dinosaur because i love the movie dinosaur and the ride dinosaur fucks at Disney World. <laughs> my second dinosaur is that fucking thing with the hard head head butting one the name it's called P- Picasso no i i don't know how we have a that name that thing is awesome and then my third one, which might not even apparently might not even be a dinosaur, which is crazy. It might not even be a real thing. It's a Triceratops. I heard through the grapevine it might not be real, but to me it is. I'm sorry, what? A Triceratops might not be real. Yeah, it came on the news like a few years ago.
2: People were like, "Yeah, I don't know if it's real." And I was like, "What?" I was like, who's this, "Who's this big god telling us that?" Dinosaurs may not be real. Oh, okay, Bennett. What are your favorite three dinosaurs? I don't know much about God. Or dinosaurs. But my three favorites are I, I like the big boy. I like Brontosaurus. I like the mm-hmm. idea of a towering, overpowering vegetarian that is like not really capable of being, being prey because of their size. Obviously, T Rex. I mean, not just for cinematic lore. Everybody had to do it, it. It's T Rex, man. I mean, it is what it is. Like, that's the badass of all badasses. It had the biggest jaws, the biggest teeth, and he was badass. Outside of that, I would probably go with um, Crocosaurus, right? Like, oh, yeah. The mm. demon crocodile from the deep that can battle a mega shark with ease. So, Solid picks. All right. I'm going with my three
0: the Incisivosaurus. Okay. Apparently, this dinosaur had buck teeth. And let's be honest, <laughs> guys. A buck tooth dinosaur sash fucking. Awesome.
2: Fantastic. Yes, I gotta I know I
0: know exactly which one you're talking about. The the billhead? The the duck billhead thing? I, I I suppose so. And then I'm going with the dill long. I'm going <laughs> with the dill long because that name sounds fucking cool.
2: Yeah.
0: It apparently was like a six foot long from nose to tail. Uh tyrannosauroid. So I'm assuming that's a tyrannosaurus rex. And then, you know, I think I'm just going to go with the T-Rex as my number one because the T-Rex from Jurassic Park scared the fuck out of me as a kid. Sure. And let's be honest, like, that dinosaur fucks. T-Rex fucks. T-Rex fucks. It's got little arms, guys. <laughs> Dude, if you
1: if you want to uh, – how they never, like, put this dinosaur into the movies is, like, beholds me is the, the bad guy dinosaur in – in Dinosaur, that animated movie, that thing scared the fuck out of me. It's like oh, a little bit smaller fair. and has a little bit longer arms and just fucking robes and just kills true. all the bigger ones. Sure, true, um, true. But yeah, I obviously fucking love dinosaurs.
2: I feel like I Almost. want to go to the Natural History Museum tomorrow. Let's I love you. Mate, boys. <laughs>
0: I love you for loving dinosaurs. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this oh. ride through the Velocipaster. If you've enjoyed the show... Please, rate, review, and share the hell of it with your friends, loved ones, and worst of enemies. Honestly, word of mouth is key here, and we aren't beggars. Also, fuck Keith. Fuck Keith! Are you serious right now? Fuck that guy. If you're interested in video games, check out our sister podcast, the Spotlight Games Podcast, and all of your favorite streaming services. We also have a YouTube channel, so don't be a heathen and watch his banter about video games there as well. In the meantime, you can follow me, AdKidKamen, Mike, where can they follow you?
1: Um Mick Dagger on most and Mickey Mouse like Dead Mouse
0: on Instagram. Now Bennett, as we've discussed before on the mini subs, you're an old but, person. Um
2: so yeah, all up Bennett on Insta and I think I remember my Twitter handle is bologna cheese. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. I fucking Jesus. Hate you.
0: Well, guess what? You can also follow our sister podcast on Spot Games Pod on Twitter at Spotlight Games Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to be part of the show, whether it be a guest host or have a movie recommendation, you can reach us at savetrashcinema@gmail.com at gmail.com or SaveTrashCinema on all socials. Remember, fight big box office. Save Trash Cinema.
2: Adeline? Adeline! Adeline!
0: James! Adeline!
2: James! Adeline! James!
1: James! Another goddamn VC trip mine. I don't
0: think we can do anything for her now, she's too far gone. What do you think she was doing in the forest? I don't know. Maybe she was trying to start a family.
2: No one ever really comes home from the war.